You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. No doubt about that. Absolute fizzer. Even I sort of uh, lost interest after about a quarter and a half, and I love my footy, but let's speak to Dan Cherney for Code Sports. He would have seen the game, and uh, I think a lot of people felt the same way. They thought the Swans would put up a fight. They didn't. They put up a whimper, and uh, Dan joins us now. Dan, thanks for your time. Um, yeah, big build-up. We all thought it might be a bit closer than that, but, uh, gee, hats off to Geelong. They played almost the perfect game. Yeah, good to be with you, David and Richard. Uh, yeah, it was um, it was clearly very one-sided. Uh, look, I tipped Geelong. I thought they'd, thought they'd win, but uh, not not as convincingly, as, as resoundingly as that. Uh, I suppose you, you rarely expect it's going to be an 80-point ball game in a grand final, although we have had a few grand final blowouts in recent times, uh, the most famously Geelong in 2007, but uh, Richmond in 2019 was the last MCG grand final, and that was actually uh, even more of a blowout than, yeah. than this game. Uh, yeah, the Cats, look, the, the Swans just looked startled. It, it really did look like boys against men, and I mean, Geelong, you know, went in with the oldest team of all time, good three years on average older than than uh, the Swans, and the Swans are sort of probably bloated a bit age-wise by, with Buddy Franklin at 35, so... Um, yeah, they, they were just a class above. So so much tougher, or just so much more physical. You know, they won that contested ball, brutalised Sydney through the midfield. Um, the forward line was on song, and we know they, how many stars they have up on that up that end. And you know, when it eventually did, when it occasionally did make it down to the other end of the ground, yeah, very well. And uh, the Swans just, um, yeah, they really barely put up a fight, did they? I mean, a brief period in the second term when they had a little bit of uh, a run on, but um, you know, once the Cats the first few after half time it was uh, all over and uh, it was yeah it was party time and uh, it was a very long long extended party time for the cut i think it's the oldest team put out and most games played per player and yet it was Isaac Smith Patrick Dangerfield Joel Selwood Tom Hawkins all played magnificent games you got to take that off to to um, um, Chris don't you the Chris Scott the the coach just an amazing we all thought they'd drop this year still make the eight but maybe move down a couple of pegs but they won 15 or 16 on the trot yeah, in the end, 16 on the trot to win the Premiership, which matched the efforts of Carlton in 1995 and the Brisbane Lions in the first of their three-peat years in 2001. Uh, extraordinary. No, I, I don't think anyone, uh, I don't think many people expected Geelong to win the Premiership this year. I mean, when you're sort of up there for so long and, you know, you can seem to bring in older players and, and, they, and they just get older, uh, older year on year and, and obviously don't have the access to early draft picks uh, you expect that eventually it's going to catch up with them, but it didn't. It's mean they got better, and they they changed the game plan. They brought in, they changed up their assistant coaching. They, uh, I think they uh, their high performance stuff also went through a bit of a turnover over the last couple of years, and you know it really worked brilliantly. Um, and they peaked at the right time. I mean Patrick Dangerfield, mm. you know we we know how much of a champion he's been, and his best footy probably came five or six years ago, 16 when he won the Brownlow and 17. He was, he was brilliant that year as well. And obviously great in the last few years of the Crows. But um, yeah, he hasn't put that form together consistently 
over the last year or two, but he but he still had it in him. And, uh, you know, they got his body right. He went through a sort of a mini preseason in May, June, and he was absolutely primed for uh, for the two biggest games of the year. He, he was brilliant in the preliminary final and, and almost as good in, in the grand final, and, you know, polling 10 Norm Smith medal votes. Isaac Smith's remarkable uh, to be the oldest Norm Smith medal winner. Yeah. And you're right, Tom Hawkins, Mark Butzerves, um, all, all their, pretty much all their older players played well. Uh, so, you know, too old. Too slow and too good. <laughs> yeah, they've certainly uh, a lot of clubs will be looking at that and thinking, uh, "Wow, I know the Crows are looking to rebuild, and Geelong are looking to add some seniority to their list." But what about the Crows, Daniel? Obviously, a really poor day. I know in 2017 the Crows we had a really bad day, and we tried to change probably too much. How much do you feel the uh, the Swans need to change? If anything, I know Horse Longmire took a lot of the brunt, saying he had a really poor day as a coach. Um, for Sydney, what needs to change for them to be able to get back uh, to where they got to? Yeah, it's a good question, Richard. And I, I, you know, I'm interested in your, your view. You know, you have been through through that where you know a really good year is, is marred by by poor day on grand final day. And I, I think the Swans, you know, I, I hand it to John Longby. He did take you know pretty much full responsibility, and he said he lost, you know, we let a lot of people down. That you know, he lost, they lost together, and, and that's not not everyone always does that. So you've got to, got to give him credit for being, you know, sort of going down with the ship, so to speak. Um, look, they've got a lot of. I think I think that can be buoyed by the fact they do have a lot of very good young talent. And you look at the best player on the day, which is Chad Warner, and he's what twenty one. Yeah, so, yeah he's season. So he's got a very bright future, and they've got a lot of good kids like James Rowbottom. I think held up not too badly on the day. Fox was uh, good. Others, Robbie Fox is very good. Yeah, um, you know, towards the other, the other end of the age spectrum, but you know he's done he's done a really good job for them and, and they sort of revitalised his career. Look, they didn't have many winners on the day, but they've got a lot of upside still. You know, most of their better players are still, um, you know, still very much in, the, in, the, in their prime years or have their prime years ahead of them. Uh, Franklin's a, a worry. Uh, we know he's going on for another year now. Mind you, a very tough day to be a forward for the mm-hmm. Swans. So. Um, but you do you did look a bit old and slow, and a bit, bit um, did, should look a bit over the hill on on Saturday. I, I'd be if he loads to write off Buddy Franklin for good, and I think still think he can play a role next yeah. year. But uh, he did look a bit of it. So look, it's, I don't know. It's, it's tricky. You, you just got to make sure that you know you don't let that define you. Focus on the positives. Um, I think they need. They could probably do with a bit more grunt um, through the midfield, uh, albeit they. Um, you know, that was not a bad area for them in the back half of the season, but they looked they looked a bit small, and um, you know they were made they were made to look like a, uh, not a weak, weak is, is too strong a word, but they were made to look like a, a push uh, you know, side, yeah, side. yeah on, on the weekend. So, look, I, I still think there's a very bright future for the Swans. I think be, they should be there about next year, but we've seen enough grand final uh, losers in recent years, particularly ones that have lost, you know, ugly fashion, um, that have um, that have not come back next year in the same touch, and, and the mental scars have. have dragged on so yeah it, it is uh, a crossroads for them what it's all contracts you put up an interesting point buddy franklin's been my favorite player commentating for a number of years and he did look old and slow and he had the five or six possessions had no impact at all signed on for another year and you wonder though would he be part of another premiership um he, he'd be 36 he's had the nine-year contract and it's a hard decision when you have to let a champion go but he has re-signed and i'm not sure now whether you know, maybe should have waited to draft the grand final, made a decision, see how he feels and how he played. It's tricky. I, I, I mean, I, I think the Swans were keen for him to go on. There was a bit of speculation about him going and playing elsewhere, potentially at one of the Queensland clubs. We had some connections up there, obviously that didn't eventuate. And 
probably wasn't too much to it at any stage in in reality. But oh, look, I mean, Buddy Franklin is sort of a, you know, a once in a generation player, and uh, I think he, you know, he kicked all 50 or so goals this year, so certainly still had something to offer. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not going to be a world beater anymore. Um, you know, he's got his days, and I think next year he can still play a role. Uh, but it probably just depends on the, on the contractual terms, and, and you know. Is there a prospect that he misses a few games next year, gets rested? Um, but I, look, I think if you really, if you if you, if you step back and, and wait, look across, if, it, if, it, if his name wasn't Lance Franklin, it was, you know, if, if, if Sam Reid had played that game, he was fit, or if Paddy McLean had played a Buddy Franklin game, no one would blink an eyelid. But because it's um, because it's Franklin, uh, you sort of hold him to a very high standard. So look, I, I'm going to cut him some slack. It was such a tough day to be aboard for the Swans, and he was the least of their the least of their worries. Uh, not that maybe at least of worries, but you know it was not his fault. But you're right; it, you know it, the end can come quickly, so it's a bit of a concern. And Dan, touching again on contracts, you wrote the article on uh, about Toronto and Hopper deals. What's, in your opinion, what's the longest contract club should be offering star players? Is it, is it five years for me? I only did the three. I was happy to get what I could, but you see, <laughs> some Franklin got nine. I think. You know, for a player, you can certainly build a, a, a team around. You're happy to give probably five years, but is that probably the limit in your opinion, or is it? You, would you be happy enough to give longer to players? The market has, has, has really changed, Richard. I mean, it, you, back I don't know, free agency probably been the big change there. Um, it, it, the the ability to get a player for, for nothing as a free agent is sort of there's been a bit of a trade off there that you you um, you give them longer deals to sort of lure them from their from their former home because you're not giving up any draft capital. Mm. Uh, and obviously, it depends not just on you know not just on um, on turn on tenure, but also on on money. And uh, to be fair, uh, there's generally a bit of a trade-off there as well. You know, if you get a longer deal, you might take a little bit less per year. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, look, Franklin, yeah, he's got nine years. They gave him nine years. I mean, he's a once-in-generation player. I think at the time it was sort of dubbed irresponsible. I think over the course of the nine years, he's pretty much held up his end of the bargain albeit he missed one full year through injury and had one or two others where he was probably not quite his best. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to think how many players around the league. I don't think I'd give a, play, a nine-year deal to a, a, no, a current player no, in the league. No, I, no. I can't think there's anyone that's even, you know, close to that. I mean, we saw Charlie Kernow just got six years, uh, six-year extension, a brilliant player, but with his injuries, it's a bit of a worry. Petrarca and Oliver got long terms, Dan. Oh, there's, look, there's a lot of them around the league. And, and Lynch? I, 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 yeah, I mean, look, Lynch... Lynch's probably got six or seven. Uh, he's probably okay. He's about as bankable as, as you can get, and you know, such a star key forward. I think he's, you know, if, if you're going to give one, I, I'd be more readily give one to a key, key position player than a, than a than a midfielder because I think midfielders are more readily replaceable. They've got to be a sort of goal kick midfielder. Like a danger, you know, I suppose a danger field at the, the peak of his powers. If mm. you gave him six or seven years, I think you probably, you know, Christian Petrarca got that sort of length. I think he got a six or seven year extension. So um, I can sort of see that. Uh, but there's very few players around the league. I, I, it does make you nervous. Like I, I see some of these players, you know, like Callum Mills got a six year deal. I really like Callum Mills as a player. But six years, a lot. Um, you know, Daniel Rioli got a five year extension. Yeah. This is a guy who's playing VFL last year. And look at Trelaw uh, and Grundy, Dan. I mean, they're both ending up in tears by the looks of it. Trelaw, they're paying out part of his salary. And Grundy's only played two of seven and looks like they want him out. Yeah, and it'll be a similar situation where they they'll have to pay part of his salary. So it's it's look, it's risk versus reward. Uh, and you know, sometimes you know when it pays off, 
you look like a genius, but um, it's uh, it's risky. It, it's risky, but it's just the, the change dynamics across the league. And you know, do you want to risk a player? Do you want to you know? Are you willing to let Adam Trelaw go or Brody Grundy go at the time, or or now we're talking about a Charlie Kerno or uh, Callum? Oh, Callum was probably not much of a flight risk given he's an academy kid, but someone like of, of that ilk, uh, Rowan Marshall signed a five-year deal in Kilda. Are you, are you willing to let that player go? Zach Merritt signed a six-year deal at Essendon. Gro- yeah, very five good player, tops, I reckon. Wow. Yeah, you, some of these guys, you do you do worry a bit. You mentioned Dan in the article, fifty plus players on five-year deals in the AFL right now. Is it? Per club, like, I mean, how many players at a particular club can you have on a five-year deal? That, if you have too many, that's certainly going to leave your hamstrung, isn't it? Come, if you're trying to attract a player or things like that, you probably can't have more than two or three, wouldn't I thought? No, you're right. It's interesting because clubs clubs also argue that having these long-term deals does give you an element of certainty around your list composition, uh, that at least you actually know if these guys are locked in for the long term, that you can sort of plan yeah. well into the future and you can shuffle money around if need be, but eventually it catches up with you. And if you keep pushing the money back, and this is where Collingwood ran into trouble famously in 2020 and the Giants and the Suns have probably had similar issues yeah. for the Giants. They've got a lot of guys. So I think it, you know, it, it, uh, I don't think there's a set number per se, but mm. you know, the more you have, the less flexibility you have and the more potential albatrosses around your neck you, yeah, but you know, nooses around your neck you can have, and it, and it does become problematic. Yeah, I love the article, Dan. But how the heck could Rory Atkins get a five-year deal when he couldn't <laughs> even make the Crows side? Five years, and Tomlinson, Aiden, Cole. I mean, they're reasonable players; they can all play footy, but they're not a five-year deal, man. And Wayne Miller, it's ended up in tears here in Adelaide. He's played about mm-hmm. ten games in three years. Yeah, no. Look, uh, uh, you're preaching the converted. I, I think it, it's. Um, I think it's. It's just a mar- it's market forces. I mean, to, to lure a player, I suppose they would, these clubs would argue to lure those players they needed to give them those that you know that tenure. And then Dan McStay, who's an okay player, but I think you know he's been off for five years by Collingwood on pretty good money. It's, it just does seem overs. Um, but again, it's, it's it's market forces, and yeah. and once once a couple of you know once a couple of these sort of middle you know middle range players start getting these sorts of deals, then it normalises it, and everyone. I think by the line I used in the story, and this was sort of from, from an official at a club who said, you know, someone like Jacob Hopper peers over the fence and sees Lucky Whitfield on his seven-year deal or Tim Durante, and, mm. and, and suddenly you think, oh, I deserve this too. And on, on that argument, probably does. So yeah. it just it normalises it. Mm. I'd give uh, Robbie Williams a five-year deal. He was outstanding. <laughs> but, hey, Dan, good article. And I tend to agree. I've always thought three with an option is probably the way to go, and that keeps them hungry. But... Uh, We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, thanks for your time once again. Pleasure, guys. Dan okay. Cherney there from Code Sports. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.